Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. It is episode 35, you know, quite a big one. We're really growing this now at this point. Um, and as always, we shall start with our new segments. So first off, I just kind of wanted to do a bit of a, a quick follow-up news to, um, to what we were talking about, I believe, last week, um, and that is Activision. So Activision, I said last week, um, had laid off 50 employees uh, relating to the esports kind of side and they kind of blamed it on the pandemic they'd said that because obviously a lot of the live shows aren't occurring anymore that they don't really have a place for those staff members and we can kind of see that uh, but obviously being in such financial success at the minute it is quite harsh to just start mm. cutting employees to really you know kind of emphasize the fact that you are making a lot of money and you're going to make more with less employees um yeah, because nothing the American dream, right? of, Yeah, exactly. Nothing is changing in terms of the gaming industry. It's still getting bigger and bigger. But, you know, with less employees to pay, you're just going to make more money as a company. Um, but the quick follow-up was that more employees have actually been laid off at Activision. Um, we're now up to, I believe, just under 190 employees. Um, and obviously our thoughts go out to those people and hopefully they can land on their feet and get mm. another job um, somewhere along the line. Uh, hopefully they all enjoy their $200 blizzard <laughs> cards. Um, but, but the point that I wanted to bring up, because it is a point of controversy at the minute in the news, and that is the CEO of Activision is actually um, Bobby Kotick is receiving a $200 million bonus. Um, <laughs> you should buy a treadmill. Yeah. So I just... I just thought that was, you know, really, really selfless of him to think hmm, we should cut our losses. We're not getting anything out of these employees. Fair enough. But give me a bonus. <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a record year. Look, look I shouldn't suffer. Exactly. I, more. <laughs> I, should, I should gain whatever we've earned. Well, um, there's, there's, no, there's one person who definitely shouldn't be suffering, and that's me. So give me the bonus. Exactly. And it, look, uh, there's an I in Activision, but there's no team. <laughs> it does feel like that it does feel a little bit selfish and just kind of if if they are trying to save money and they were cutting employees you know obviously they don't really need to save money but it's still a business then i could understand that but why does the ceo need a 200 million dollar bonus it these CEOs so they can always... pay for all those um cards he's given out to everyone <laughs> yeah he, that's that, that's coming out of his own pocket <laughs> he's paying for them Here, here's your cards enjoy <laughs> personally signing them as they leave um, but yeah just a quick piece of news um and i thought i thought it'd be good for us to talk about and we obviously are of the same mind that is this really you know fair yeah, him to be doing that it's you know, it's pretty awful but we are it, all kind of working class we're not big ceos earning you know, no but, but millions just, a year. i think companies can earn respect and companies can get a, a good face like i'd say mm -hmm. as much as we've ragged on before um you know microsoft for their silly mistakes i think generally it could just be a front but generally microsoft seems to be on the side of the little guy yeah definitely. um and 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 that endears support that endears passionate fans mm -hmm. whereas activision went from if you know their history from an independently set up um you know studio that was disgruntled with the corporations to now become the monolith evil corporation <laughs> oh it's just uh, it's just a shame like because it like you say it, 
there's a certain aspect where you're a business and you perform yeah, profits. So we, exactly. We can't judge them like too harshly. But, but but there's also like surely if you're making a killing, there's also this part where you should have a human heart and where yeah, you exactly where you think do something for your staff. They they you know they were good when the live events were happening for the in terms of the esports stuff they did a really good job can you not just keep them on you know and see if we can ride this out see if the pandemic will come to an end at some point you know next year maybe and live events can continue but no uh, yeah. they're cutting the losses giving the ceo a bonus why not <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's all quite clear where we stand on on <laughs> on this and i'm yeah. sure i'm sure most of the listeners will probably agree with us unless there's bob out there Bob's just yeah, like, unless Bobby Kotick's sitting there like, I hate you guys. <laughs> it's like, you know what? We're not any gift cards. No oh, Activision oh, what's, games on Game Pass uh, ever again. What's that podcast? You didn't get 200 million yourself. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, we'll get, maybe, maybe we'll get a bribe through the, uh, through, through the door. Just like yeah. 200 pound cards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with that. Bobby, hit us up. <laughs> hit us up with some two hundred dollar gift cards. I-, I am happy to take the bribe. <laughs> uh, and then and then we'll be positive PR on Activision. Yeah, we're like, oh my god, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is like the nicest CEO of any company. I ever. mean he had no choice but to fire <laughs> those nearly two hundred people. Like <laughs> he's taking real losses himself. <laughs> uh Uh, So (laughs) moving on to my second piece of news, um, and that is actually related to a video game preservation group. Have you ever heard of a video game preservation group? Ooh, I don't. Do they run into burning video game buildings to rescue um, valuable (laughs) (laughs) databanks? The idea of of a video game preservation group is to actually kind of preserve video games as a history and you know kind of our, our roots of where we've come from as, as an industry and kind of as a community um and a, a group called the hidden palace actually released recently um i believe it was last night over two uh, 700 ps2 early builds and prototypes so these are all from kind of e3s and um kind of press release demos that would never have been seen by the public and so they've actually released all of these and you can go and um, watch them. There's games like Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex, Lego Star Wars, um, Crazy Taxi, um, Final Fantasies. So there's like all of these like kind of gems that we remember from our childhood and you get to see how they you know, kind of came to be from their development. And that's kind of what they're about and as a preservation group. It's kind of remembering how these things came to be rather than just obviously like, you know, nostalgic and kind of being like oh yeah do you remember playing lego star wars um kind of building that history so i just thought it was a really cool thing and there's like they're, they're still working on it there's still so much they have to go through mm. so much data a lot apparently, of legal stuff i imagine yeah exactly and apparently all of it totals to around 850 gigabytes of data at the minute that they have to go through um which is obviously quite a lot but i find this stuff really interesting because Obviously, I love, you know, being part of kind of gaming and I've grown up with it all my life. Um, so I find it really interesting to, to, you know, to see these kinds of things and to know these kinds of things um, when looking back. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, are you interested by any of that or do you just like the nostalgia and that's it? You don't really care about where it came from? Uh, well, you know, I, <clears throat> anyone who listens to podcasts probably gather by this point. I, I love gaming and I also love my history. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be an important advocate 
advocate of um, everyone always remembering sort of where we came from and remembering like one thing for me was you talked about them showing off early builds of stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of the main goal is them like, uh, so this is their current project It's called project deluge. Mm. And it's kind of that idea of, of kind of showing all of the, the secrets that we never got to see. Cause obviously we're like way on from the PS2 era. So we're quite comfortable saying, Oh, look at this early build of Lego Star Wars. That's mm. hilarious. It looks awful, but that's, you know that was its yeah. early build i but, think that's so nice to be able to finally kind of look into these secrets that were kept from mm. us and be like that looked so bad but turned out so well yeah <laughs> or, I, that I, looked amazing in that build but then it turned out awful those kind of things yeah i mean the big one that springs into my mind is halo combat evolved mm-hmm. and it has this really cheesy really crazy um e3 demo mm-hmm. so before it came out and uh i would just love to watch or play that demo like properly <laughs> and and see how vast just because it's always something that's fascinate fascinated me how different that gameplay demo is to the actual halo combat evolved mm-hmm. it's like i know this isn't even that old but have you i saw this the other day just by by well, it was an accident i stumbled upon it but have you ever what gone back and watched the original cg trailer for for honor for the game it is complete like the game is pretty much nothing like it like it's literally come out so different like, I was, yeah and i was watching this trailer and i was like how did this this develop into this game like and what, I was, was, this was, guy, it, it, was that cgi or gameplay though it was so it was like a it was like a gameplay thing but it was all scripted but it was a oh, bit okay. more like the graphics were a bit more like the they're CGI a bit trailer. more yeah a bit more like cgi but but it was so weird i watched this guy reviewing it and like talking about the difference between the the actual game and the this release trailer and i was like I never saw this trailer, but what on <laughs> earth happened? Because it changes so much like, yeah. between the release and then. But yeah, it is interesting to think, you know, imagine being able to go back and play those those versions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, um, I mean, I know this from Total War Warhammer, some of the older builds of the games I have fonder memories of. Yes. Like before a certain patch, yeah, when something was incredibly op and broken and okay yeah they patched it now and it's fair from a gameplay perspective <laughs> Ugh, but fairness. you have but you have those amazing memories of when it was op and when you had a wild campaign mm-hmm. and i think to a certain extent like i like how total war warhammer now is really balanced mm-hmm. um because it means no matter who you play as you have a chance right but it was fun at the time when it was unbalanced and yeah. you were the unbalanced faction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, so stuff like, stuff like that, like potentially being able to access older builds of games and, and remembering, oh, I really liked it before. This was my favourite patch. And being able yeah. to maybe go back to, to that sort of patch mm-hmm. is, is a cool idea as well, I think, which, yeah. which is probably within their sphere, right? Yeah, I was going to say they're probably like, would move on to something like that if they ever finish doing the current project <laughs> 20 years later <laughs> yeah with all the data they've got to sift through but yeah so i'm glad that you two agree that it's kind of like a cool little idea and especially i, I remember your kind of example jack especially with ubisoft being mm-hmm. like known for their misleading kind of mm-hmm. trailers something like watchdogs just being like what is this game that we've got <laughs> compared to its original but 
Yeah, well, yeah. that was a. I mean, I mean, I never played those games, but I remember that was a big controversy, wasn't it? God, yeah, because it like the first ever thing they released for, or like sort of released for, um, Watch Dogs One was like amazing looking, and I still don't think we're even at the level <laughs> that they released back then. And then Watch Dogs One obviously comes out, and everybody's like, "What? What is this? What have you given us?" And they're, they're like, well, "It's very it's dark, and it's very sort of gritty and very." Because I, mm-hmm. I bizarrely have actually recently been playing Watch Dogs One. Oh, okay. I may be reviewing. I like it at it. some point. I think it was just over. Like, I like it was yeah, the overhype. It was the problem of like you're going to get this amazing experience, but then everybody's like, so, "Okay," and then it's not. As as a <laughs> fun good. as a fun aside, quickly, um, I've been playing through Watch Dogs One, and I've only really just done the start of it. And my, um, we got Watch Dogs One and Watch Dogs Two in the sale, and mm-hmm. my brother has started Watch Dogs Two instead because he right. thought oh, one looks a bit old. I'll start with two, and I watched him play the first like probably five six hours. And I was just shocked. I was like, what? Like, I'm playing some gritty detective, like, mm-hmm. yeah. noir so game. Different. And yeah. Dan's playing this, like, hipster, like, yeah. you know really I pivoted I their style. Loved, honestly, I it was so jarring. I was watching it. I was watching it. I, I, was I like, love the first They couldn't game. be more bipolar opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'll get to that in my reviews because I'm going to play both yeah, of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved the first one and the second one bored the life out of me so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, I, uh, I I prefer the first one. I think the second yeah. one like had better mechanics and things, but oh yeah, the mechanics, first one was yeah, still 100%. better. It it would it just yeah, I don't it know. just didn't interest me the second one. Yeah, but I just Same. lost interest so quickly. Where I even I loved I loved the newest one, Legion. I know I reviewed that, but um, but yeah, um, <laughs> it, I still think the first one story wise was probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the yeah, anyway, great. carry on. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's just such a you know, but, but we won't talk about it too much because yeah, I want to fan yeah. <laughs> want to finish it. That's right. So moving on to my last piece of news, and that is actually um, about Neo Automata. So as you know, I love Neo Automata, mm. and um, Neo Automata being on the Game Pass now, and um, being on the Game Pass, the mm, yeah, it's been on there for donkeys. Being on the Game Pass is also um, come to PC Game Pass. So everybody oh, nice. has, yeah, everybody has the PC Game Pass. Um, will have access to Neo Automata, um, and this sounds like a great thing, but not for the devs of Neo Automata. And the reason for that is um, the people who have the Steam version are really annoyed, and that's because the actual version of Neo Automata on the Game Pass works very well, and the Steam version is very broken. No, um, really. Yeah, I don't know whether I even mentioned this because I was so enamoured with the game, but it is a very broken build of the game in do, terms of... Do you think they fixed it with Microsoft's help? or I have no idea what it is and, and why. And I think that's why a lot of people are very annoyed in that why have they managed to release a fit, like a completely working build on Game Pass for PC, but Steam has just got this kind of slightly awful build. Um, I mean, I had to play it like three times less resolution for it to even be like <laughs> working mm. bizarrely and, though i find that's quite a common project uh, problem on steam with a lot of just kind of not working yeah and poor resolution and i, I mean just, i mean that's just my problem i know a lot of people had loads of other problems and but, it's just like yeah but but it seems to be like it's not like every user seems to be affected like so much more dramatically different on steam i tend yeah. to find 
Yeah, so basically fans have obviously been very annoyed. They've been in the mindset of why have you released a fixed build on Game Pass? But you still haven't like however late, you know, much later on it is now, you know, years. Um released a good PC version for Steam. Um so they've started review bombing, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think that's always the wrong way to go about it. The worst thing but... as well is if they are working on updating the Steam version at the minute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it's just <laughs> you sad, don't know the but... full story at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that is kind of what they've taken to doing. They've taken it from um very positive to mostly positive, I think, at the minute, which <laughs> It's like so sad that they're actually having an impact as well. Yeah. And it's like... But but not at least it's not a very successful review bombing. Yeah, exactly. We're going <laughs> from like very low level kind of stages. And I think that is because people feel bad because it's such a good game. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't agree with review bombing. But sometimes, you know, you do think, how else am I going to get kind of in contact Heard. with a developer? If yeah. I just kind of, you know, at them on Twitter or whatever, it's like I'll probably just get lost into the pile. But I mean, I would love them to actually fix the scene build and I go back on and I can run it at 1440p and I'm like, wow, now this is what the game was meant to look like in terms of how gorgeous it could look. Um, But yeah, like I said, I don't agree with review bombing, but I don't think it is fair for them to release a fixed version and a broken version, especially not three years on, still not having done anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty messed up. But yeah, so that is my three news pieces for the week, so... Who is next? Yeah, so I've got a couple pieces. Um, and the first sort of bit I wanted to dive into was something we haven't talked about on the podcast, I don't think, yet. Was uh, We might have, I'm not sure. Um, we've, we ever spoke about Valheim. Mm-hmm. We haven't spoken about it, but I know of it. Yeah, and I think we've had it in the news a couple of times, and we sort of thought about talking about it. Um, but I just wanted to bring it up because uh, the sales for the game have just passed the six million mark, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. This is a, you know a small indie dev team, and they've just hit six million. Um, and, and I just thought it was a a, a really I, I always love to see little passionate devs um, garner big success success from releasing a good game. Yeah. You know? So we're just sort of to to point it out in the podcast. I'm sure most people listening have already heard of this. I'm sure um, they are well aware of this. Have you guys actually played it or seen much on it? I haven't played it, but I've only heard positive things. And mm. the people I've spoke to have said like that they didn't really expect much and have ended up kind of falling in love with it in a way. Yeah. Um, and it really it makes me want to get it. But I feel like I wouldn't have the patience. Yeah, and it's a game for fr- with friends. Yes, Where you definitely. make your memories with friends. That is what I've heard, is that they've all said, if I played it alone, I wouldn't enjoy it. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, that is the kind of experience. But some games are like that. Um, so yeah, it's always in the kind of back of my mind, like, mm, maybe, but it's always the kind of like, the things you have to do and the patience you have to have. Mm. I've heard it's got really good pacing though, for a survival builder. Because oh, okay. it's Minecraft meets like a survival, the typical survival game, yeah. right? But with North mythology and with all those fun sort of, mm-hmm. you're in the. I think it's the land in between lands where you're where you're trying to get into one of the afterlifes. Yeah, you're like in a limbo, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I just know that you kind of 
the goal is to like fight bosses and, and yeah and also build castles to get in and build like no but mine would be to fight the bosses chris yeah but, the, but <laughs> i'd be you... going straight for the bosses but you want to like fight them and then take their sh- like their cool stuff back to your home right that's the no, whole no, thing no. for me i'm just like back challenge. and forth between just the two. kill the bosses and then you're done with the game <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that's how it's but i have seen no, that's definitely some, how it is i have seen some Dark players Souls, right? um you <laughs> using like long boats or whatever mm-hmm. um and that looked really entertaining and there were like four of them in this boat and they were like going along and they were like screaming and like <laughs> <laughs> and it was just really fun but again like it's a game that if all three of us got we'd probably have an absolute blast with yeah and i love how people have said they've nailed um minecraft and a survival game and they've done them really well together in within <laughs> this sort of viking setting yeah. I just think it's really intriguing and I'm just really happy for the for the devs, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and for anyone w- wondering, they're currently working on their next big update, which uh, obviously their support for the game, they're going to do a huge roadmap apparently because obviously they weren't expecting, um, you know, <laughs> to, to, to make all this money when they were releasing it, right? Which is which is only a good thing for for the game because it means you're going to get a better quality of post release content and updates. Yeah, definitely. Happy days. <laughs> um, Do anyone have anything to add on that before we move on? No, I'm all good. So uh, I'll I'll carry on with the gaming news I've got. So bizarrely, you know, you know me. I'm 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 going to talk some more Warhammer. What? Yeah, another, another oh, week yeah. in a row. Um, so. <laughs> We got a first. This the bacon simulator again? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, you probably can bake in it, but it would be quite messed up baking with crystal meth and all sorts of insane drug fueled <laughs> um, madness. But anyway, they announced um, Necromunda hired gun. So, I think I've talked about Necromunda before. So, within 40k, uh, it's a it's a vast sprawling universe. Uh, you can look at it like Star Wars, where you have all these different planets, right? Mm-hmm. And Star Wars tends to, uh, you know, be about the entire universe. And 40K is about the entire universe. But there's a one small planet in particular in the 40K setting called Necromunda. And Necromunda is this giant Judge Dredd-esque planet where it's, you know, one mega city. And uh, it's completely run by gangs, and it's just like an, it's like one of the most seedy and awful places in uh, the Imperium of Man, because mm-hmm. it's literally like the 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 governors can't control it. It's run by all these different crazy gangs who have like you know cyberpunk technology, and it's kind of like Mad Max meets cyberpunk, like all these different crazy <laughs> technologies going on, right? Mm-hmm. And different gangs who are all nut jobs. And they announced that uh, this is actually an FPS. So this is a first-person oh. shooter set within the 40K universe. And we got a gameplay trailer. And it kind of looks like Doom and Dishonored had a love child, but, like, within 40K. Right. That's what it was getting from the game. It's very heavily Doom-inspired, but it's also got levels of agility and abilities that reminded me a lot of Dishonored. Mm-hmm. 
and you sort of watch it and he's going through and they talk about the gameplay and they sort of talk about how um, it's a big emphasis on character progression with different skill trees, different abilities. Uh, there's a huge emphasis on gun customization. So like yeah, you can go a bit hog world with all the different things there. And also you can augment your character as well. So do you want cybernetics? Do you want all these different like sort of wacky upgrades? Um, and obviously the most important thing that every game needs, your loyal cyber mastiff. <laughs> your loyal robot doggy who's a good boy who's going to eat all your enemies. Aww. Um, but yeah, so it sounds awesome. The, the cyber mastiff is really cool. Um, and again, this is awesome for me because I, I'm a big proponent of, uh, you know, the Warhammer IP. So with this news, um, that there's loads of gaming titles, and this is just the first of many announcements, reportedly, uh, and the announcement of, you know, we got the animation divisions that they that they picked up the creators, which we talked about last week. So Games Workshop are really expanding and smashing their IP into both gaming and, you know, entertainment and um, television, mm-hmm. which is just, it's just, it's a, it's a lovely thing to see. I like it when companies are proactive with their IPs and yeah. actually literally go out and try new things. Like the amount of years people have been saying how good would a first person shooter in like 40K be? Like the potential there is insane um and these guys before they made a game called space hulk deathwing so this is actually a game i played which again it's a lot of fun with friends um and it's got very good fps mechanics you basically play as a space marine terminator which is a nine foot tall space marine in what they call tactical dreadnought armor um so you're literally a walking tank and it was kind of like a horde survival game but in first person and uh the trailer for it is is uh, the cgi trailer for it is absolutely amazing it's a shame the game's not quite as good as the cgi trailer but everything in there is quite solid um and they are quite a small indie dev studio the guys working on this but they have a lot, you can tell they've got a much bigger budget this time around as a pair, as a, opposed to Space Hulk, which right. had a noticeably smaller budget. And Space Hulk, don't get me wrong, it had its moments when you were playing with friends. But this is like fully fleshed out story. This is fully fleshed out like, you know, uh, a fully realized game. Whereas Space Hulk Deathwing is kind of um, just like a simulator, really you know, where you Mm -hmm. sort of, it's a sandbox, you go out, you make your own story. Um, And yeah, there's not much else to say. We got confirmation it is going, it's not, they have said, you know, it's a smaller title from an indie studio. So the price point is $35 as well. Um, And it's releasing in roughly two months time on all platforms. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so uh, and I and we talked about this before, Bradley, with um, with Ghost Runner. I like it when an indie mm. studio is up front and says, "Look, we're really ambitious, but we know it's not worth sixty sixty dollars, yeah, yeah, or sixty pounds. Yeah. Here, Definitely. we we're charging this much for it, and that will, you know, 
I will be nicer to it if it's not as good. One, because it's from an indie because team. You paid, yeah, you paid less. But I am very excited because uh, the trailer, it, it just it gave me serious Doom vibes and serious Dishonored yeah, vibes. Yeah, do you know what? I know, I, I strangely enough, I didn't know you was going to talk about this, but I had seen, I don't know how, again, I don't know how I stumbled on it, but I'd seen the trailer as well. Um, and I, I was like, oh, what is this? And I, I saw like the Warhammer little thing come up at the start and I was like, huh. And I started watching and that's the, the two, that's the two games I kind of associated with as well. I, I think it's the, um, obviously the gameplay little clips and that is very Doom-esque, but I think the Dishonored stuff was more like the character design and things mm. like that. Like they look and a the bit wall like running clothing and the wall running. Yeah, just looks a bit Dishonored-ish. But yeah, I, I, I think the game was pretty cool as well, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be giving it a go. It, it, it will be one of my reviews, so you can, uh, you can look mm. forward to that. Nice. And then uh, I've got a brief bit of movie news. So, of course, I had to talk about this off the back of my Snyder review last week. Go on. I wanted to talk a little bit about the online um, perception, the online sort of buzz around this. So we got some news that this is this cut is actually doing really well. Um, like we still don't have solid like sort of numbers because it takes a very long time for them to figure out how it does on streaming platforms. Yeah. But we have some really good indicators. So for example, um, the HBO max in Asia. Um, so they're, you know, they're Asian sort of, um, internet hub of, of where you log in. If you're in Asia to watch HBO max, it crashed, um, for nearly two days. Because <laughs> people were trying Which to is access both good and bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bad if you're trying to watch it, but my god, the demand to watch this movie in Asia was massive. Um, and they fixed it now, and people have seen it. But uh, like you say, it, it kind of sucks how, if you're excited to watch this. But at the same time, it's good for people who wanted this to do well, right? Mm-hmm. And it shows that yeah, there is a market out there for. For, for this type of film, for there are people interested in this universe, um, which a lot of people beforehand would have probably said there weren't, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that was interesting was it trended for three days straight after release. That's pretty good. Which is very good, yeah. <laughs> um, made me Makes me very happy. And that led to the hashtag of Restore the Snyderverse. Restore um, the Snyderverse. Which is currently, you know, still trending and currently still still out there. Um, and most of the people I've seen who have watched this and a lot of people I like, I've seen that hashtag everywhere at the minute. Um, which, you know, is a good thing. I, I hope, again, DC have said they want to do a multiverse. So why not let Zack Snyder and his actors carry on doing what they're doing in this playground? And you can still do a different version of Superman. If you want to, you can do a different version of Batman. Just set it in an alternate reality. Like you were already going to do Ben Affleck Batman series and do a, you know, the, the new um, Patton Bat uh, movie. So like, why not? If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're going full in on this idea of a multiverse, let Snyder have his playground and then you, you've got nothing to lose except for make more money. Like, mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, and then we had some interesting bits and bobs, though, um, because 
obviously this came out on the Thursday and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the first episode came out on the Friday and a lot of, um, you know, analytic uh, and industry insiders have said that the Snyder cut has really hurt the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's first episode. Ooh. Like really cut into their numbers, really cut into their, like if you look at how successful WandaVision was and how much WandaVision like trended, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier only trended in the on Friday morning. And then wow. um, it was dethroned and just no one heard anything about it later on Friday. And then all you oh, saw... It didn't was, even last a day. And all, then all you saw was Snyder Cut stuff, which is a little bit of poetic justice. Uh, the DC fans are, are reveling in their one win against Marvel <laughs> after, after all these years. Losers. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not one for partaking <laughs> in um, the fanboy wars because I love both properties. Yeah, same. Um, I, you know, I, and I like that they're different. But I did think it's quite nice for the DC guys to get, to, to have their moment of uh you know success over marvel after being you know beaten for like 10 years i suppose (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so that was nice and and you know i enjoyed the first episode of falcon and the winter soldier it's um you know it's quite a setup episode but there's some good moments in there um and that's to not to say you know it's still got five more episodes and the snyder cuts not gonna probably not gonna be super relevant you know three weeks from now yeah um so it doesn't mean this series won't have a resurgence but i just found that interesting how uh they definitely pointed the finger and said oh this this the launch of this show has been directly impacted by the snyder cut mm-hmm. um but yeah maybe watch falcon and soldier because it's quite fun um but yeah and allegedly now this is really so so this is a, a rumor so it's important to take sort of a grain of salt but allegedly Remember we talked about all the Superman reboot stuff. Mm-hmm. So it came out that apparently Warner Bros. leaked the Superman reboot stuff to try and derail the sort of hype and sort of internally sabotage the Snyder Cut. Ooh. Because oh, they were... Spiced. Do you remember we talked about Warner Bros. were vehemently against doing this cut of this movie? They yes. didn't want to do it. AT&T and, you know, forced their hand, the parent company. They were like, we want to release this on HBO Max. We're going to do it. Screw you. And Warner were very upset. So Warner, to try and spite them, to try and and do some internal sabotage, leaked all this Superman reboot stuff. Um, But now it's a bit awkward because now reportedly Warner Bros are ecstatic with the success of the Snyder Cut. Oh, typical. <laughs> Jumping on the bandwagon. So it's kind of hilarious that they've gone from, oh, no, we can't let this thing succeed. Sabotage, sabotage. To now, like, I mean, and obviously this is reportedly, so take this with a grain of salt. Um, but I just find it hilarious that if they did try to sabotage this and now it's been successful and now they're like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> people like this and people want more of this. Like, yeah this but i just love it how it's like they're now they're going to pretend they were like you know advocates and and they're all along and like supportive you know <laughs> and i just think i just think it's like it's some beautiful Classic irony. corporations yeah um but yeah i don't know if you guys want to want to add anything if you've got a, a take on that or 
No, I mean, that's, I, I, I know there's a lot of hype around Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So first and foremost, obviously, it's crazy to think that it was derailed by um, by Justice League. Uh, but I still am yet to watch it. I keep telling myself I'm going to sit down and watch it soon. But then I keep getting distracted by other I things. I mean, the numbers were still good. They just yeah. were nowhere near as good as WandaVision. It wasn't trending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and other sort of stuff like that. And, and that's quite shocking because... I thought a lot more people were excited for yeah, sure. this over WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to be honest, like, it, one, it's only one episode. It's very much a... There's good moments in it, but it's very much a setup episode. Uh, whereas Justice League was just this mad four-hour hmm. epic, in my, in my opinion. And I know a lot of yeah, people yeah. agree with that statement. Um, so to have an episode of setup against a four-hour epic is... It's a bit hard to compete with that, I guess. It might be yeah. different once the whole six episodes are out, right? But yeah, we've got to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's me done for the news this week. Ah, oh, nice. Um, right. Well, moving on to my three pieces of gaming news. Um, I didn't have anything movie related or TV to talk about. Um, followed suit with Bradley this yeah. week, uh, but. <laughs> But so mine are all things that I really, they're only short pieces of news, each of them, but I just felt like they were worth talking about. Um, and that is number, the first one I'm going to go uh, ahead with is a game that I'm actually strangely really excited for. Um, it releases uh, around the start of May. Uh, so it's not all that far away. Um, and that is Hood Outlaws and Legends. Yes. I I really think this game has a lot of potential to be really fun. I'll play um, it with you, Jack. Oh, brilliant. That's that's straight away. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, I think with the right, like playing this with the, you know, a good few mates and things like that would be like, it's going to create such a great fun experience. Um, But the reason I wanted to talk about it was because I noticed that over the last couple of weeks, actually, they've spread them out. They've started releasing um, gameplay trailers specific to each class that you can play as out of the four. Um, And we're only now waiting on the last one. Um, So I just wanted to do like a quick run through of each of the ones so far and kind of get your thoughts on what those classes sound like to you and what you what you think of them. Um, So. They did um, the first class that they went ahead and did was the Ranger, um, who they described as essentially uh, designed after Robin Hood. Uh, so it's the concept of Robin Hood. Um, you know, um, the class is obviously centered around a bow, uh, a bow and arrow, and they each obviously each class has its own abilities, but the 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 Ranger's abilities are. Um, more recon sort of based so they are you know scouting uh, and marking targets marking enemies um, and also uh, like a, a scan sort of thing and then amongst that they have the rest of their abilities are more obviously based on not just stealth but but sort of distance kills and things like that um, but yeah there's uh, and they do have one one uh, proper out there ability which is an explosive arrow uh, for when things get heated and the stealth is no longer an option uh, which i thought was really cool um and the character design i think is actually probably my favorite character design i always mm. like hooded like hooded like outlaws and things like that and that just did, sums that class up um so that was the first trailer they're only about a minute or two long each of these trailers so they just kind of dive into quickly what the character's play style is you know what sort of people are players these characters uh, and 
also the you know the abilities that they come with. Um, the next one was the hunter, um, who essentially they haven't compared them to anyone, but essentially the hunter is your run of the mill assassin. Basically, um, knives are the primary weapon, um, and it's all about sort of getting up close and personal. You know, uh, stealth kills with some serious aggro. Um, uh, uh, and really just kind of uh, the, the main main sort of ability that I took from it was that the, they can temporarily put an invis- a cloak which makes them hard to spot basically um, not invisible but nearly uh, and they use that to obviously sneak around and get past guards and things like that and I, I, I thought it was a cool class but it's sort of your run-of-the-mill average yeah. what you'd expect in a stealth game kind of class. Invisible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then they just literally, I think yesterday or a couple of days ago, released the, the Brawler, which is the tank class. Um, and he comes with a hammer, a blacksmith's hammer. And essentially it does what it says on the tin. That's he's forging. Your, it's not he's, killing. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> essentially the weird thing is weird. You say that because he was the, the story of the class is he was a blacksmith um, and he traded it in for, he decided instead he was going to go and rob people. Um, and you know, instead, so instead, instead of, of just forging use, a nice weapon. Yeah. He was because he can. using the hammer. There's the, there's the logic in that. Should you um, make yourself a suit of armor and a great sword? No, 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 no. He literally runs. He almost is topless. <laughs> as well that's the that's the ironic thing he could be the most well-prepared warrior and he's literally the most unprepared <laughs> anyway point being um he's the tank class uh i'll be honest that one doesn't interest me in the slightest i don't think i'd ever touch it but you. no it's just not being me but 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 for people who love gameplay like that you know he's the one that you call when when it gets messy and he basically is just there for melee fighting and strength and brute force and one one ability though that he does have which i thought was actually really cool for team play um he can lift up like portcullises and that and hold them up so that your team can get under like get through things Mm. without going round but like every great blacksmith yeah, but then he can drop them. Um, but then obviously it can be used for your team's benefit to get access to areas, but it can also be used against the enemy because if enemy teams are trying to stop you if you're escaping or whatever, that you can drop drop it on them and like or trap them. Oh, that's um, which cool. Was, yeah, which I thought was really cool because it'll, intre- it'll make some interesting... It sounds play. like it'd be very finicky with timing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> timings. Yeah, they'll like get under it and then just kill you while you're holding onto it still or whatever. But... Um, but yeah, so the, the only class we haven't seen yet is the the mystic, um, which again I take a wild guess at what it is. Um, but um, basically, fake yeah, wizard, right? Basically, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but but um, I'll be interested to see what sort of that. I'm, I'm Merle. Merle. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to know what that what kind of abilities in that that will come with because obviously it can't be like you know he can magic himself invisible and stuff because that assassin already has yeah i mean it's it's probably like illusionary stuff where it's like it kind of looks like magic but he's probably Mm. just like teleportation Yeah, teleports, teleports inside, the, gets yeah. the chest, and leaves. Gets teleports out. Yeah, you know he's, 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 okay, he's actually yeah. literally just like a Dragon Age mage, like ported in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, I just thought it was quite cool how they're doing these little individual trailers, and it's kind of getting pe- fans like talking about it on Twitter and things like that, and saying you know who they who's their style character the most and what they're looking forward to and stuff. But I just think this is going to be a great little game. And again, mm. back to a point that you were making in your news pieces, they're not asking full price for it either. It's um, I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox Store for like twenty five pound 
when it comes Ooh, out. Yeah. So it's it's only going to be a cheap game, like, and I like that because they're upfront not, about it, aren't they? It's like it's yeah, indie and dev. It's indie. Yeah, and there's not going to be a lot of you know. I don't think there's going to be too much content when the game launches because they mm-hmm. said you know it's obviously set across different maps. But I'm happy imagine... more small dev teams are doing yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but who, so who out of the classes do you think is who? <laughs> is the important question. I don't know. At, no, what would you say? Who, who would play who? Do you mean? You, yeah. What? You, what would well, you we say? know yours. Go on. Yours is the the first one you talked about. The, the ranger. ranger. The ranger. The, the, yeah. A hundred percent. Literally, yeah. I, I I was umming and narring between the ranger and the hunter because obviously I love stealth kills and I love melee weapons. So I thought the hunter would be pretty cool, like sneaking around because I love stealth. But I just I I love being able to stealth kill from a distance so i love bow and arrows like it's like i love snipe like on games that are more modern i love silenced snipers like so i just think the ranger is has to be just yeah. but that was the first one you talked about wasn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i said it had to be that one it had to be yeah. <laughs> i think yeah, go on. i would be the blacksmith because I'd want to role play as this mad man who's lost his nuts and just like <laughs> running I'm... around topless. Yeah, with a hammer, just like <laughs> <a> hammer, <laughs> killing everyone. We're like, right. So the plan is we go just in lifting stealthy. up all the portcullises <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like we, so the plan is we go in stealthy. We don't alert anyone, and Chris is just screaming like a madman, charging. In, like, <laughs> just got the doom everyone. doom soundtrack in the background. Yeah. Um, Bradley, I don't what know what think? I would play. To be honest, I always play, try and play the high impact roles. See, I think I, I think it'd be interesting once we know a bit more about the Mystic. But I, I think I was thinking about this the other day, Bradley, when you were talking. You can about still stealth as all of them, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah but obviously, the the brawler and that. Yes, is but stealth takes time. longer, and over time, I've oh, lost I like my patience stealth. for stealth. So, see, this is you the know, thing, efficiency. Though, is what I was going to like, say, though. Yeah, but this them. is the thing I was going to say with you is that I, I noticed over the years of like gaming with you and stuff, your your class style has changed, changed so much. Yeah. Because you you at one stage you were all about stealth. At another stage you were, I remember you had to be. <laughs> yep. He hasn't got time for stealth. To, He's got like 30 games to, to finish. Yeah, but do you, exactly. remember when he, do you remember when he went through the phase where he had to be the team's medic? Like he had to. Uh, oh, yeah. And then High I impact saying, though. But then I remember you saying recently that Alexa has to be your medic because you can't. Be yeah, one. but I play tank <laughs> because, exactly. in my opinion, tank is the high impact role of Overwatch. So it's like, right. it, it, I'll find in that game what I feel the highest impact, high impact role. Yeah, yeah, and then you. T- t- yeah, and I'll I'll do that because I. So if the I highest impact role would be stealth, a... would you have time for it? <laughs> this game has always kind of like since it got announced i've always been a bit on the fence about it and i don't know why i've just been very withdrawn from yeah it. i just feel like yeah, there's yeah. something that doesn't click with me mm. um the, the time it takes yeah i don't know it, it could be the time but I, I just watch the gameplay and i'm like something just doesn't leaves you doesn't cold excitement yeah exactly it leaves me cold though you know mm. they might announce the mystic and you know he and might have these abilities i'm behold. like <gasps> shoot <gasps> fireballs <laughs> zoning and control and team help and it's just like yes i might be interested (laughs) well we'll stay tuned and we'll come we'll probably talk more about hood and chris you're definitely gonna have to be one of my teammates on that game yeah i need need a mad yeah it's it's nice i'll I'll run around with the nipples out just (laughs) (laughs) um moving on to my second piece of news uh and this is something we talked about on the podcast as well before um, but not for a long time um do you remember when we talked about fall guys the hilarious little meme yeah, of a game it became. Yeah. Um, so I 
stopped playing for guys after the first season because, um, well, to be honest, because it's only on place. It was on PlayStation and PC. Uh, is it on PC as well? Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's not on Xbox. Um, and I found out recently that it's coming to Game Pass later this year for Xbox. <laughs> and I got suddenly really excited again because it made me realise that obviously there'll be crossplay as well, which means people like Owen are still included. But I realised we'd nice. be able to play it again um, and like actually just. Oh, I've love never it. played it as well. I, I, that's the thing. It's so great and it's such a fun game when you're with friends. But this is part one of the news piece that's coming to Game Pass. Um, I found that out a couple of months ago, actually. Um, but the reason I'm bringing it up today is that they've confirmed that with season four looming just around the corner, um, they are adding squads mode into the game, which I thought was <laughs> great because when you when you play, people complained about how it was a bit annoying trying to party up with friends and play it because that what a lot of people were getting frustrated with is that if you for example were playing with your mates who played it a lot more than you or were just better it than it like better at it than you yeah if you were to be eliminated in the first round you, you then just had no choice but to then sit and wait for them to either get to yeah. the final or or wait till they get out of the competition before you can reload back in and then start another game together mm-hmm. um whereas this squads mode will eliminate that because what they're saying is that you'll be playing a squads of four and it will be based on even if like you say, for example, Bradley, you've never played it before on your first round, you get eliminated straight away. Oh, I wouldn't, it, Jack. How I, could you? No, no, I'm saying, I know, but I'm saying you I'm did, too yeah. hard for that. Point, the point is, but the point is, if then me and Chris came like second and third in the first run or whatever. Yeah. Our, our team would be high enough rated that we would go through and the team that did overall worse than us would go out. So basically it means that even the players who are, you know, trailing behind, as long as the other team is oh, performing okay. highly, yeah. you'll go through based on the team's performance, not on, not on your own. Cool. So I was like, that's kind of really cool. And they have said that whilst they are adding it in the next season, it's only going to be added as a temporary time mode. But they have then hinted that if it does well and people would take a liking to it, which come on, they, they are going to, people are going to love it. I think, I don't think there's any reason not to, um, then they will obviously consider making it permanent, but they're saying that for the time being, it will be a limited time mode in season four. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously I don't know when it comes to game pass, um, but when it does, I will definitely be reinstalling it and I will love it because I can't wait to play it with friends because even, even if it's just in the old school way of against each other, but I just like, I had so much fun with four guys when it first came out, but I think it died off for me so quick because I had no one playing it with me. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just me over and over again, like playing these tournaments, but it's just such a funny little game. And I, I I really excited for, um, and who knows if it, if it really drags me back in, I know that me and Zach will probably end up buying the battle pass for it. Sadly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in fact i don't even know if the battle pass costs because the uh, pretty sure the original battle pass didn't i think it was just you had to pay uh, a lot to, i mean uh, i'd be surprised if they don't charge for it now I, just I imagine, because yeah. there's got to be a way they support the game yeah right? exactly yeah i imagine you have to pay for it but yeah so who knows um maybe at some point we can all play a tournament of four guys and that'd be really funny um but yeah so that was a little little news piece on four guys mm-hmm. and my last piece of news um is about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, which received an update recently. It's a pretty good game. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about that. Um, But um, first and foremost, it received an update. um, And it was only the other day. I think it was um, Friday, maybe, or or maybe just after. Uh, But 
there was a, f- a few things added to the game um, and some things changed and things like that. And I just kind of wanted to quickly run through some of the big, big changes for uh, the story and things like that. Um, so the first and foremost, there was just some general bug fixes and crashes. Is, uh, and I said that they did list put an actual list up, but I didn't. I, I didn't think it was necessary to list them all. But essentially, um, a lot of people were having trouble with certain quests in the game, saying that it was co- certain quests mm. weren't letting them finish yeah, the objective, or I had uh, like this problem. Y- yeah, or something was crashing or not going right. They bugged. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so they've said they've fixed specific quests, quite a lot of them as well, um, where more pe- like, like more players were having the same problems. Um, so that should fix a lot of people's experience in that sense. Um, they've also uh, added in the Ostra event, um, which has been taking place for since last week, um, which is really cool. So Ravensthorpe, the uh, the obviously uh, your little safe haven. Um, basically there's been like festivities up um for easter and things like that and um you go there and it starts multiple quests and you take part in these quests uh you have to decorate the uh, ravensthorpe um with festival banners and things like that you have to do an easter egg hunt um go and find <laughs> some easter eggs uh you have that you do a um a uh fighting like fist fighting championship but the catch is that every round that you survive in the ring you drink another pitcher of ale um, and you get drunker and drunker and you can continue fighting or stop at any point but each round earns you tokens and the more drunk you get you get to the point where like because i did up to like round nine and i just got bored but by round nine you fight in these harder enemies as well like stronger and like more powerful and like um take more damage and stuff but essentially as well, you then lose the ability to like lock onto targets and like your vision gets blurry and your eyes start closing and stuff while you're fighting. And I was <laughs> like, so it becomes like harder to judge and like it doesn't give you the little flash warnings for like um, parries and things like that and like unblockables and stuff. So I was like, um, yeah, that's quite cool. And there's an archery one. And so all these little little missions and little um, tasks that you can just keep replaying. But essentially you earn tokens for everything you do. Um, mm-hmm. And the festival is only limited time but they've opened a festival store in Ravensthorpe. It's like a little market stand. Um, and you can get some really cool little cosmetics. So like you can get, um, you know, the cosmetics you can put around Ravensthorpe. Yeah. Yes. You get these proper festive themed ones, uh, but there's also some really cool ones. So there's like hedges that have been cut into the shape of like a, an ax wielding warrior or like a <laughs> swordsman or like there's a big uh, Viking head with a beard and things like that all made out of trees. Um, they're really cool. Um, and you can also get a floral, uh, you can get a, a plaited back hairstyle in all the colours um, with flowers in it to celebrate the festival. And you can also get a oh, beard with that. flowers pretty, in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also a tattoo set for, which is all uh, roses and bright colours and things like that, which is quite you nice. You can be the campus Viking ever. You literally can be the campus Viking <laughs> and it's great. Um, but yeah, I just uh, thought it was a cool little addition to the, the update. Um, and they have also more story focused things that have changed uh they added a couple more abilities to the skill tree um one i think there was three or four one on each, i think it was one on each corner of the uh, skill tree um they're not particular to be honest they're not particularly great they're not uh, like you know anything game changing or wow but um but mm-hmm. nevertheless you might as well grab them um and 
I'm not sure. I, I'm not really sure how many people were saying that they wanted this in the game, but it's been done nevertheless after a quest. So I'm assuming a lot of people, but they've added the ability to downgrade your stuff. Um, so a lot of people were saying that they'd put, you know, they'd upgraded the rarity or, of an item and they didn't want to anymore and they wanted you to reset it back to previous. So but you know why? Given... The transmog on it. No, yeah, the basically like. There's oh, pieces of, of gear that yeah. look feel yeah. like worse, in my opinion, well, when they're well, upgraded. Strangely enough, they've added this in now as well that you can just change the appearance, which is yeah. why I thought it was a bit. So, rare. People, a, yeah, so they were a like, bit of a contrasting of this, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and, are you, you going to talk about it? Jeff? No, go on. No, go on. But they're, they're, they're gone because they added this for for completely for free in in uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. And literally all you have to do is you press X on the piece of armor and yeah. you pick whatever you want from what you've unlocked. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this you have to use I believe it's the silver resource. Sil- silver, yeah. yeah. Change the look of it. But and it's that, expensive. And that is not an infinite resource. No. Like uh, there, is... there is technically a finite amount of that, and yeah. the problem is you can buy it in the store. Yeah, and this is this is so this was part of the controversy is that people were saying like, like if you wanted to keep changing it, it costs like I think it's something like uh, a couple of hundred silver or something yeah. like that. But all they had so... to do was copy Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, well, it works. Um, it, it works like um, Bradley uh, Immortal Fe- uh, Immortal's Phoenix Rising is the same, isn't it? With that how yeah. Odyssey works with changing mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, graphics. literally just on the go. So easy, yeah, just on the go. Just they just make their lives so much harder for themselves sometimes. I know, um, but yeah, and it just so that, comes off yeah. greedy and evil. Like, oh, yeah. you need more silver to change to a suit you already <laughs> own. Well, seven pound fifty, please. Um, but so that that was the main senses of the update. But I had to put this little bit in the end because it really made me laugh. Um, so they also said that the Ostra Festival, although it's been added to the game, they had temporarily cancelled all, the, removed all of the quests and stuff because they were there was a, um, a bug with it when they first sent the update in, and this really made me laugh because I haven't experienced it. But I was I reading to try and find out what the problem was with the update, and they said that for some reason the festival was making players randomly desynchronized when running around Ravensthorpe, <laughs> and I thought about how funny that would be when you were just running around and then all of a sudden you just desynchronized so for no reason. Go limp. So this is actually the second time that this has happened to them now. Oh, really? So basically at Christmas, they had almost the exact same event. So I had all the like um, the archery stuff. It had and it had that specific um, fist fighting game you you talked about. And I had this bug, not the desync bug. There was a different bug. And so they they really can't do these events at the minute. I don't get no. what because they had to remove the Christmas one as well. So yeah, at I Christmas, mean, it's, that that drinking yeah. one, yeah, you know where you drink every time you fight. Fight. Yeah. When you come out of that, every time you reload the game, you are drunk. <laughs> that <laughs> lasted brilliant. for half of my playthrough of Valhalla. Oh my god! So I literally was like, <laughs> I will never load into this game. Like it was like I will load in once at the beginning of the day. And then I will not reload a save. Wait, so you were all. just drunk for like half the game? No, because it like goes obviously like because it's drinking. Yeah, it off, every it? time you reload the save, you started off drunk. Yeah. So if you <laughs> ever brilliant. and fast traveling. So if you <laughs> ever like, oh, I need to fast travel. It's like, oh, no, no. I'm drunk again. Um, 
<laughs> they just made a No, that's not a bug. That's a feature. No, it's yeah. not. It was raging alcohol. You don't know how frustrating it is. <laughs> you, clearly, you clearly stressed out, Abel, so much on your journey. Yeah, because it's like, I'm having and the hardest an difficulty. Yeah, Bradley's like frantically to... going from place to place. Abel's yeah. just yeah. like, oh, I need another drink. Is, if you, because I'm having the hardest difficulty, if I die to a hard boss... I have to start the boss again drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it even harder. Well, that's actually funnier than this bug. But no, I it's like not funny. It's funny. It's but I did think it was funny though. Like just, I just thought about all these confused players running around Ravensthorpe and all of a sudden it's just desyncing. Just the literally. Fact that they've just had two events in a row where they've had to take it away. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. It has come back already. So that oh, has it? Oh. Yeah, it just I don't think Christmas ever came back. Um, but yeah, it's just. I just thought it was really funny. Like, imagine just running around and. And just desyncing, like like while you're running, or just like you're not even in danger, <laughs> just desync while you're just standing there. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, uh, AC is new. Um, oh, and also they did add in this update. Um, they gave everybody. I, I, it was like they were trying to be like, oh, we're not that greedy, you know. I know there's all these things you can buy in the store, but we're not all greedy. They gave everybody Altair's robes for free. Yeah, I saw uh, that. that. Was cool. Um, which is cool, but um, always like the Altair robes. Yeah, um, but they are—they do look cool. But I feel like they look a bit weird on Avor. Like I put oh, them I on never, him. Yeah, I that's the problem them. with any legacy robes, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. They all look well, out of place. Well, I put them on Avor just to see, and I like the fact that instead of the hood and the cloak, obviously, because the robes are all in one, but pretty much, it's just they're literally putting the hood up down, which I really liked the little feature change. But what I just I just couldn't get my head around is it made him look fat. Because they look really tight, so I was like, Avor just looks like he's just overweight now, like he's just plump. Like, um, and I was just a bit like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to keep these on. The, so I went the, back to the, the original. The best one I've ever seen is uh, in the remaster of Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, they made it so you could get every male protagonist's robes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's. So you could put on Alexios's Spartan mercenary suit. Oh, cool. <laughs> as Connor. And oh my god, I've never seen something more out of place in a video game in my time. <laughs> Running through the trees. And... But the thing that's weird is Connor is a beast. Like he's yeah. big and bulky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this suit also makes him really skinny. Oh. <laughs> like he looks like lean and cut like Alexio does. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, huh. And then it's just like, he's just, just like got the Native American pigment in. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work. And then he's I got. Just... Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird how out of place it can look. Because, like, I just, I literally, I wanted to see what if they looked cool. And I put them on over. And I, straight away, I just looked at him and I thought, you look fat, mate. Like, I'm taking these off. All of a sudden, I felt sorry for him. Like, he, I felt sorry for him. I felt like he'd put on, like, he's, like, younger brother's clothes. His dad you know, bod. Too small. Yeah, like, dad bod, but I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway. that's So, uh, that's my uh, my third news piece done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to... Are you okay for me to move straight into my... Yeah, I mean, this segue is quite nicely, right? Yeah, it does. Um, so we've obviously talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla and we talked about uh, you both both did sort of a review slash impressions on Valhalla. Um, now I've played it uh, enough that I want to actually do my opinion. You want to weigh in. Yeah. So you'll, be in, you'll both be happy to know this. Um, I absolutely love this game. Uh, and for me, being an old Creed fan, this an old Creed fan, yeah, like an old Creed fan, I really wasn't sure if I was going to like it. And mm -hmm. I am so pleased to say that, in fact, it, I would go as far as to say it's had me more hooked than Assassin's Creed has in a very long time. Like, I really love this game. Um, so that's the first statement I'm going to make about it. Mm -hmm. 
I think there is a real nice blend of old and new. Like it, do you know what? I, th- I think there's, I like the, the, the freedom of choice of how it can feel like the old stuff and also the new stuff. Um, and I feel like it's very well balanced, the game. Like everything just seems really like nicely paced, nicely balanced. It gives you the option of doing all this stuff and or not doing this stuff. Um, but the, the, the key features I've kind of boiled it down to and why I love it so much. My number one feature about why I love this game so much is the is the, the protagonist, is Eivor. I just, I love him. I love Eivor. Mm-hmm. Like I am... I am kind of like just in awe of him as a character. I, I, I don't know what they've done so well about this, this casting, this character, but I just think it's just, it's believable. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just everything I wanted from him. Like, mm. and, yeah. and, I, and I'm, you can tell I'm kind of, you know, lost for words for him. But yeah. I just really feel the connection to this character. Like, I feel like, I really want to enjoy his story, every part of it. I want to go through the motions of it. And like, I'm like, I think I've never, not in a long time have I played in Assassin's Creed where I actually really cared about the decisions I was making, like, and the things that were being said, I was a bit like, you know, skip, 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 just answer with whatever dialogue seems like the nice one or whatever. Whereas this, I'm like, I want to make sure this story, I don't know how much you can change, but I want to make sure this story goes the way I want it to go as much as it can do. Um, so I think number one is just hands down. He's been, he's actually, I would say up there with my favorite of the assassins. Um, I, I really love Abel's character. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my, yeah. I love Bradley's like mm-hmm in me because you totally agree. Right. I love Abel. I yeah. He's, I mean, I, mean, I love, brilliant. but the thing is my problem is I love them all. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> yeah. Like they this. all feel uh, so fleshed uh, out. I think yeah. if you went back, Jack, and you yeah. played origins and you played Odyssey, I think you'd feel the same about Bayek and you'd feel the same about, Bayek. um, oh. And mm, I so much. feel the same about it's weird, um, though. Alexios. Yeah. Alexios is probably my second favourite protagonist in the I series. I love Alexios. So I, it's weird you I say this, though. Alexios is amazing. Mm. It's weird you say this, because so I compelling. did actually put quite a fair... Not, I obviously know in here as much as this, but I did mm. put a fair amount of time into Odyssey and Origins. You have to stick and, with Odyssey, though. Yeah, with, but with Origins. It to get going. But this is the weird thing with Origins. I didn't like Bayek at all. I, I just wasn't keen I on him. Really I don't, I just, you never finished the story though, did you? No, I no. It's probably the emotion part, his character but, has. But, in, in but game. so either way, my my number one because we'll we'll get sidetracked on Assassin's Creed previously <laughs> uh, um, as a franchise. But yeah, number one, my my key love is the character Avor. I care so much about Avor's character, um, and I'm really there for it. Number two is the the, the key feature again is the balance between choice of how you kind of play the game and how you approach it i really like the combat this time which i didn't think i was going to the, when when the gameplay and stuff started coming out it was actually one thing i really thought i was gonna hate i thought it just kind of looked really what you weird. don't like dual wield and shields no it was just the thing i thought it was it was for me it was more a case of i thought the combat looked really odd I don't know why. I felt like it looked really frantic and just like... Uh, what I'm not gonna going to lie. Like. I still feel like the combat is a bit odd. It is odd. No, that, I it's really definitely like oddness, it. But I love it. And I like, I love it. And I felt like the game rewards you for playing more as well. Like, I feel like the combat starts off kind yeah. of dull. Uh, especially and, as you learn. Yeah, and you learn what, how to use it. And you it unlock better. abilities. Exactly. Um, that 
I really liked I really like the combat. Um I really like the the I mean I think this game's stunning as well. Like I really do think this game is mm. impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I and I assume you're probably you're playing on next gen as well, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's stunning. So gen. you're not experiencing the lag that I experienced no. in current gen. No, it is. Like, you go to some of the big cities. Uh, yeah. You go to the city in the north. I think it was yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, which is huge in the game. Yeah. And literally, you can tell the Xbox is just, just like, going. Oh, ah, <laughs> help me! <laughs> I'm dying. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I I love that. I love the the and this is the other point. My sort of my main three, I would say, um, is that I love the story. I I'm really interested in this story, and I'm really hooked by it, and really like um, intrigued to see where it's going and how it's going to come to an end and things like that. And I'm I'm loving it. Like I'm just loving the experience. Mm. Like I feel like I yeah, the story is very good. It is. It's mm. very compelling and very very and like you said bradley i know assassin's creed have a record of this but they really flesh out these characters and these these stories that like are going on and they make you if they're if it's a good assassin's creed it makes you feel like you're really you know you really want to know what's happening the ins and outs all these characters you meet and all these people and things like that and if something happens to one of them like it did like i told you about bradley in my game recently that i didn't (laughs) um but anyway aside from that no spoilers um yeah i just really care about the the characters in this story and like the way the story turns and twists and like everything that's happening um so yeah i'm i'm overall really impressed with this game i do have one very it's not big to the point that it dampens my experience but it definitely is noticeable and i've actually spoke to you bradley about this haven't i yeah privately and i'm glad because i'd be interested to hear what chris thinks because you agreed with me didn't you? oh 100 i feel like they have taken such a back step in the free running in this game i feel like oh, it's so it's janky awful. it is awful no, it, <laughs> I'm so it, it, unity was the peak of free running. yeah oh it it was fantastic. That's exactly what I said, didn't I, Jack? Yeah. I and said, it's so weird because imagine. I said just before I started playing Valhalla, I re-bought Unity because I lost my copy. Oh, Unity's amazing. It. Like, from, from a mechanical yeah. standpoint. Yeah. and I love it, right? But then I went from playing Unity's free running and then I came onto this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, next gen, this is going to be amazing. And I was like, why do I feel like I'm free running in the first Assassin's Creed game? Like, ever. Like, I just, I don't understand it. And I said to Radley, it's kind yeah, of excusable. And it kind of feels like... It upsets me when I kind of liked in the old Assassin's Creed how certain things you couldn't climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're in Scandinavia, Eivor's just like climbing up this oh, no, I tiny do like that. crevice. No, I, like, that's good for that's, efficiency. That's yeah, like Phoenix Rising as well. But I can't take it. Well, no, but Phoenix Rising is yeah. gods and it's yeah, and yeah, you can buy that. When you've got Eivor and he's like this giant heavy Viking man, he's just like finger holding himself off the edge of a cliff, just like <laughs> pulling himself um, up with one arm. I'm like, I, oh. I just feel like, right, I said to Bradley, it's excusable in this game because free running doesn't really feel like because a lot of it's obviously open land and things like that it doesn't feel as crucial in this game and even the towns you don't spend as much time on rooftops and no. stuff but when you have to it's so do you know what Jack, it is yeah. collecting the, the tattoo pages chasing I, them I didn't i gave up with that it's just so annoying and yeah. i was the one collectible i was like i'm not doing there's, that there's one like there's one it, mechanic it worked better in black flag when it yeah. was shanties somehow yeah 
And, oh and yeah, I like the sea shanties. And do you know yeah. what's even better? But me and Bradley described the exact same thing, and I'm, I know you'll agree, Chris. It's when you're running after a page and it's through like a tree area, and you're going through the trees. Why is it that when he hits the tree in the middle where he should then weave round it, if you're not, if you're holding the wrong button, if you're holding A to keep moving forward and free running, he just stops and runs straight up the tree and then falls out of the <laughs> tree. And I'm like, why is you not just keep running? <laughs> yeah, and then if you're not holding the button, he'll get to the end of the branch. Stop. just go down or just, just stop, stop. Yeah. again it's, it's like just, it doesn't know what to do it feels like Ezio trilogy again like where it's like just a slightly janky yeah and where and, you're not quite sure if Ezio's gonna jump forwards or just or just leap front, jump off a building in the opposite <laughs> yeah. direction yeah like, I love the way that they used to just jump off of these massive buildings and you're like, right, I didn't want to do that right, and but then anyway. it was it's the way that you'd desync as well and he'd hit the ground and they'd do this dramatic like ragdoll yeah. up <laughs> Do you know what? Right. So this is the thing. Yeah. I was telling Bradley about my frustration with the free running and I sent him a perfect video example 10 seconds after I put the phone down to him. Do you remember the video I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Chris, I was standing in a town, right? And there were some steps to my left. Yeah. And there was, if you picture a low wall, right? And when I say low, I mean, it was where I was standing. It was, uh, no, but when I say, when I'm standing, he was about shoulder level to it so he could actually probably just jump up it realistically yeah yeah and i see this wall in front of me and i'm like right i need to go up there yeah i just run up and press like the button to free run up yeah and he just starts running he runs up the wall higher than the wall but can't grab onto the ledge and just keeps falling down i do it three (laughs) or four times right i step a centimeter to my right and he runs up a wall twice the size and climbs over and i'm like how does that make any sense (laughs) like i'm just picky it was a dirty yeah. wall. Dirty wall. You didn't want to be on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, mechanically, free running is, is a no-go for me. It's a bad. But um, aside from it's that, I really do love this game. Stealth I love good. Stealth is great. I enjoy it's stealth fun. in it. Um, yeah, Way it's more fun than the combat. It feels, yeah, and it feels rewarding, the stealth as well. It's great. Um, I like how me and Bradley are the bipolar opposites. Bradley's yeah. like efficient warrior creed, and yeah. I'm just like, stealth as much as possible. And no, then, it takes too and long. Then, no, it's satisfying. Back when I had more time. It's satisfying, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I'm really just enjoying Valhalla. I, I am happy with it all. Mm. I feel like there's Jack, a lot to it. How close are you to finishing it, Jack? Oh, I have no, I have no idea. Um, because I've, I've done so out of the without the spoilers or talking details of the story. Um, I've done um, most of the. I've got I think two or three alliances left to make, and uh, other than that, most of them mm. are done. Let so, me know when you finished it. Yeah. Um. And if I've finished it as well, we'll do a yeah. spoiler discussion. Oh yeah. I mean, it should be good fun. Some, yeah, because there is some is there's some great things to talk about. Um. Mm. But yeah, I just overall I couldn't agree with you guys more. You told me you think I would like it. You said you think it was well balanced, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I still stand by. I think it's a good bridge of new and old. Yeah, definitely. Um. Mm-hmm. And also, I am obviously a fair chunk into the game and i'm just gonna say that i still haven't changed out of the original clothes that you like the, oh the, jack the, i'm, they're I'm a good proud set. of you yeah because i haven't either cool set. oh it's so such a don't nice fully upgrade it well. to the last um, no that's that's why you'd want to downgrade i i liked the for the second one yeah yeah my i like that i've got the third uh wait the uh, one with, that was kind of like silvery oh, was coolest. flawless yeah it's like uh, uh it's yeah it, i was disappointed i moved on I, I went to the, the legendary set when it just is so gold and garish and you're just like right. what yeah no, Why? I, I like i like the one yeah. is now where it's got like tints of blue in it and stuff like royal blue and that like it's really nice but um yeah so i i also have uh decided my um my 
my favorite weapon like weapon loadout in a game what what did you what do you rock around with chris most of the time uh so i usually use um an axe and a shield but yeah my end game plan was to get i haven't got there yet but the end game plan was to dual wield force hammer with excalibur yeah <laughs> of course it was that um, was the end game plan um i so i you did the same as me um axe and shield but you know what since i went to double axes i can't go back i tried you know what bradley after our last conversation i tried all like different combos of different weapons and stuff and i just found none of them was fun as the double axes yeah it's just always end up on and it's just which two do you use of it um uh, the first ever one you get um, same your dad's axe i'll tell you what though is it varin varin's axe Varin's axe. the uh the final fantasy in historical sword still really upset me The the oversized greatswords oh, don't exist yeah, for the next yeah. like eight hundred years yeah, really no, upset fine. me. Um, it's and like the other... they you just said I'm gonna do world Excalibur and yeah <laughs> I know Emma. because I've <laughs> because I've embraced it. But when I see enemy, but like, yeah. I'm kind of like I can excuse it with Excalibur. When you see enemies having like these claymores, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, they didn't exist till like you know, um, fifteen century like so, with the so scottish just, highlanders like what the <laughs> so just quickly the last thing i have to say about it um the I, i'm enjoying even doing the side missions that like the mysteries the collectibles and all stuff like that I, i'm enjoying it overall I've, that, no just quickly jack i haven't played it for, for a while but i'll yeah. probably get back to yeah, it yeah. um now actually you've yeah. made me kind of have they <laughs> finally added in one-handed swords uh, no the they're oh, not going to be a thing. Oh, no, for goodness sake. Because no, that's what I always wanted. Because yeah, that is I a Viking weapon as that well. That is literally yeah, an iconic yeah. Viking yeah. weapon. It is strange. Um, but num- so the last like, thing no, I'll two-handed. Say two-handed the last, thing I, the last thing I'll say about it, and it reminded me when you said about the two-handed sword, um, the only other pet peeve I have with the game, and it's again, it's only small, but it is quite annoying, um, is how repetitive the stun finishers are and sometimes when you can you up the difficulty yeah but when you accidentally trigger them because like sometimes God, yeah i said like, that didn't i how yeah, long like, the animation because are. yeah the, the animations oh, like, i find them really quite cool. satisfying though. they are no, really cool but after like bored. fighting a fortress of hundreds of people and every few kills you do the same thing and it's like ah because like they change but only if you like i found out that sometimes they're different if you go from the side or from behind yes. me. So I yeah. started trying to do that on purpose. Walking like, around them. Yeah, because I'm like, I can't see you pick mm. up that sword and impale him with it another time. But I, and I don't know why, because I always felt like the kill moves in the older creeds like flew into it like flowed really well into each other and yeah, really even the satisfying. first one yeah yeah they were really, really nice cool. like, yeah like it doesn't um, feel like it slows you down no um but this is this there's one in there's actually there's two in particular that literally bore me to death every time i trigger them and number the one where he rolls where he, yeah where he strangles the, the, the big guy on the floor oh, and snaps God, his he neck literally and strangles him it goes, takes yeah, a minute for him to <laughs> yeah, die yeah i know <laughs> yeah and the other one no is, one comes well, over and stabs you no you know, I know. And the other one that really <laughs> annoys me you, reason, their yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, the big guys in the chainmail with the swords yeah with the two sword two-handed sword yeah yep. it's when he grabs the sword and he beats him with it three times and then yep. just stamps on his head anyway yeah. and it's like why did you beat him with the sword and why is he not using the sharp part 
Why yeah. is he hitting him side on with a blunt mitt of the sword? Like, <laughs> blunt draw to him. I don't understand. Like, these are the same people. Like, I know it's not the same team, but these are the same people who did For Honor. Yeah, I know. Just the finish steal moves. their animations. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Think so how many, many there is in all them games. So I know. many available. Um, but yeah, I just it, that's my only other pet peeve because when you are fighting like a fortress of grunts it just and you just keep ever, doing it, it and, and you start to just want to kill them with the bow or something so it doesn't do it. Like, or just like I found out that a lot of the time you can cancel it almost by dodging straight after you kill someone. So like I, you dodge away. So every time I do like the last hit, I just dodge like just on the yeah. off chance. Every now and then it's really cool. Don't get me wrong. It does feel really boss when you like do like some beast, beast finisher, but not when you've just seen it to this. It's the one where he just picks the sword up and stabs them with it. Oh, it's so vanilla, isn't it? It's so vanilla, yeah. But it's like they're the most average guard as well to come upon. So you just do it to every one of them. It's like you think they'd learn the block, wouldn't you? If they saw all their mates just get the same sword. This, this guy just has one to you get a sword. <laughs> and you can have a sword. Um, but I found that one of the most cool abilities in that tree, um, which uh, is the last thing I'll say on it, um, for battling anyway, is Chris, have you got the ability that does that where you pick up and throw the battle bolt off the floor? Like you pick yeah. up a weapon and throw it. Mm-hmm. That feels so awesome. Mm-hmm. That thing. That I really like it. the um, throw projectile back oh, as well. Yeah, when you catch it. Oh, I feel like cool. a Spartan. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. When yeah. you catch an arrow and you yeah. send it flying back off yeah. to the distance <laughs> and you see the like, because it's an insta-kill regardless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so see cool. the damage tick up. There's cool yeah. stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Valhalla, very impressed. And I literally keep, can't get enough of the game. I just keep playing and playing and playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, Chris? Yeah, so um, my review is actually something I was going to talk about before. Um, obviously, then I watched Justice League. Um, so I, it's actually bizarrely another DC property. So, uh, we sort of talked about this quite a bit, uh, towards its release. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally, I watched it actually on Mother's Day. My mum, you know, cornered me and my brother and my mum loves the first Wonder Woman. So she was like, we're going to watch this one. And internally, I was like, oh, God, like, I don't want to watch this. Because like, I just, not that I, I just because of what I knew about it, I was a bit apprehensive. And I really, really, really loved the first Wonder Woman. So I didn't want to watch something that would make me sad because I, like, I know about the reviews for it. Um, so anyway, sat down to watch it. And I can safely say it's just like, bang, okay. Bang okay it, being it, good. He said it and then went just silent. It was yeah. just, that was it, the review over. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just, just bang okay. It's just right, fine. So that is the podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> it's nowhere it's nowhere near as good as the first one. Um basically if you know the behind the scenes, uh Zack Snyder's visualists helped on the first movie, which is why Wonder Woman moves in a certain way and she is very powerful she's very she you know she's smashing for you i'm sure bradley remembers german soldiers like they're like toy soldiers Mm -hmm. and it's very satisfying to watch um whereas in this one all those special effects people all those stunt coordinators are gone and my god do you feel their absence because she's gone from mean machine to she gently pushes people over (laughs) And that's literally all she does all movie is gently push people out of the way. 
and, <laughs> and, it, and it's even more jarring after watching Zack Snyder's Justice League, where she literally like beats the ever living not like she just beats the snot out of some terrorists in one of the sequences which is like her action scene and she's a monster and she's moving at like ridiculous speeds and just like pinging dudes into walls and like slamming them into like it's brutal it's like you know it's like you're watch kind of like you're watching the um you know the boys mm-hmm. um and it's so satisfying and then you watch you know wonder woman 1984 and she's literally just like Ugh! slight push and the guy goes flying but it's not like a impact it's like he 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 goes flying but he's going really slowly and then he just falls to the ground <laughs> like it just <laughs> it just feels really awkward like all it, like i think the story's good and i think a lot of the emotional beats are amazing a lot of the performances are really good it's just the action is horrendously know, bad that it, and they, and then I watched the director talk about this. She said that um, she wanted the action to be a love letter to Christopher Reeves' Superman. And it very much is that, but that does not work in a modern superhero movie mm-hmm. because it's so no. silly. Because she's yeah. like some bank robbers and she's just like, oh, push, oh, push. <laughs> and it's so, it's so <laughs> you get a push and you get a push. <laughs> and it's just so like cheesy, like this one. Whereas Wonder Woman, like the first one, had cheesy moments, but they were kind of cute and kind of endearing and kind of like fun. Whereas now it's just the amount of times I found myself cringing during this movie, I was just like, oh, no. It's like, what have you done? Like they took the sword and shield away from her because it was too violent. (laughs) So now she just like runs around with the lasso and pushes people. Um... And yeah, it's just a bizarre movie because uh, there are parts, don't get me wrong, there's parts I really like. Like Pedro Pascal absolutely steals this movie. His performance is amazing. He has this sleazy businessman. He really hams it up and you can tell he had a good time and he kills it. He's so conniving, so evil. Jack, I'd love you to watch this movie because I know it's you really... Yeah. I know you, I think you'd enjoy this movie just for Pedro's performance. Yeah, yeah. And, That's cool. you know, there's moments, like, he he does the funny, like, hammy stuff really well, but he also does some really great, like, emo- emotive sort of bits. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And I found him a really compelling and a really great villain. Um, and, you know, there's, there's this line where he's like, because he's like this sleazy 80s businessman, he's like, life could be good. Uh, what is it? Oh, the... <laughs> life is good but it can be better and he and he, <laughs> and he goes around because like it's like the 80s and like everyone's like obsessed with him on tv so he literally like dramatically like stops and does his like catchphrase with like the movements to people <laughs> and they're just like and they're like full like oh my god like he did the thing from tv and like so there's stuff like that that's that's really cute um and like fun and there's a lot of really good com- comedic moments in it and stuff it's just where the movie falls apart is the lack of Zack Snyder's stunt choreograph and action guys is really felt because it, it just, anytime there's a fight sequence, the movie just falls apart. And there's That's one, the there's one good fight sequence when um, there's sort of this really cool set piece with um, some armored like tanks and stuff. But apart from that, it's all just 
oh, I push you. Oh, you push me. Oh, oh, ah. Like, it's just so... And I think it wouldn't be so bad if we didn't have the first movie where it's so brutal <laughs> and it's so, like, wow, yeah, she's she is this warrior princess. Like, of course she's going to... She's a warrior. Like, she uses a sword and shield. She's going to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, she's so, like... And, and I get it, maybe it's the 80s and she's trying to be less, like, vicious, but it just doesn't... And and they 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 kind of make her fly in this one as well, but then even that is kind of, like, weird. And doesn't... I don't know. It's like they sort of half arse her flying and then she uses the lasso to lasso a lightning bolt and swings through the sky. And I'm watching it and I'm like, (laughs) this is just like, it's a cool image, but it's also like, if you can fly, why are you lassoing lightning (laughs) to like swing through this pointless thing ever? Yeah. It's just, um, yeah. And then the other problem is this is meant to be before the Snyder cut and she can't fly in the Snyder cut yet in this movie. She's like, Oh, I can fly now. And it's like, oh, continuity doesn't really line up here, but oh well, so who cares? Overall, it's just bang okay. Yeah, it's just, it's fine. There's, uh, like I say, it's sad because I think certain of the story beats are really good. There's some really, really funny moments. Pedro Pascal is the star of the, he's so bloody good. Uh, and the soundtrack's really good, to be fair. Um, there's a scene where they play Beautiful Lie, which is my favourite track from Batman v Superman which is the track that plays when Bruce Wayne's parents die at the yeah. start, which is me- I love that soundtrack. And they play it at a perfect point in the movie. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I actually, I was like, I really, really, uh, this was a really good choice to use for this scene. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it really disappointed me, really made me sad. And they just like bring back Zack Snyder's stunt people and action people. Because you need, in a superhero movie, you need the marriage of the emotion and the story with, um, you know, with the action. Um, And it's such a shame because I think the first Wonder Woman does that marriage really, really well. Um, And there's also some, some, (laughs) some questionable things that have been pointed out by the internet with um, how some of the magic works. And if you ever watch the movie, we'll do a spoiler discussion and we'll talk about it because <laughs> it's definitely questionable. <laughs> but I'll leave that with that. So that was just my short sort of review on yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Or is it 89? It's one of those. It's one of them. <laughs> it's one Whoever of them. it is. Whoever um, it is, bang average. Yeah, sadly. Um, you know, I wanted it to be great, but... Uh, I still, I still think it's worth your time. Like, like anything, yeah. uh, films are subjective. Like, you yeah, might go away and have a really be like, it. "Hey, you yeah, know, yeah. I love Christopher Reeves as Superman. This is a really campy, fun time." Like, hmm. fair play. Like, I, I hate it when people, are like, oh, this movie's awful. This movie's great. There's a f- only a few select movies we can definitively say are trash, and one of them is Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that, <laughs> but but everything else is like subjective, and apart from apart from you know the rare examples most of the human race can agree on. Because have you found anyone out there who likes Avatar? No. <laughs> and if there is someone, point him out to me, and we'll talk. We'll, sh- we'll name and shame him on the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, yeah, that's the show this week. We've got any closing thoughts? No, I'm all good. I think anyone else? No, no, no yeah. Well, um, if you if you like Avatar, let us know. <laughs> yeah, we'll name and shame you for the whole world to see. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we'll see you next week, guys. See you next week. See you later.